0: Scottish football podcast, a podcast that's struggling with the existential question of whether or not it's an old firm or a Glasgow Derby. Joining me to ponder this moral quandary I have Craig Anderson Hello, and I also have Tom Watt. Hello. Any quick thoughts on which you'd rather go for? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but before we get to our usual weekend roundup, we're going to
2: start with a quick game of Hoys or Notties,
0: the trend that's sweeping the nation. Who wants to go first?
2: Um, I'll go for uh, a boring one Rory McKenzie um, I have been a long time Critic of Rory McKenzie Not not a critic, that's, that's unfair I like Rory McKenzie but I have always Questioned how much actual footballing ability He has, he runs around a lot, he's a really hard Worker but he fundamentally came Into the Kelly team originally As a striker, as a forward player And I believe he scored 17 goals In over 200 matches for Kelly So goals not his forte But um, since Clark came in, it, it, last season he had a really good spell. We thought he was leaving in the January. It, it looked like he was kind of out the door. Um, he had a, a couple of good games. Suddenly he was kind of a, a fixture in the right-hand side of the team. Then he struggled for a game again this season because Chris Burke's been so good. But in recent weeks, every time he's kind of been called upon, he's been very good. And on Saturday, he was fantastic. Okay, it was against Hamilton Ackeys, but... He was just It was just an incredible performance He was very unlucky not to win The the stadium man of the match um, Yusuf Malumbu won that He was also very good But to the point um, one, I, I was kind of needing the toilet And I knew I was going to be rushing for the train So a <laughs> Hamilton player went down With a head knock With about five minutes to go And I thought I'm going to quickly run nip Down the toilet And they announced that Malumbo was man of the match And as I was in there The boy in the, to- the, boy in the toilet Just started shouting why the fuck's McKenzie no got that? They're <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody in particular. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it's just a kind of um, reflection on how good he's been in recent weeks. And it'll be interesting now with um, big games coming up. Burke has been so good this season. Are they going to try and fit both of them into the team? Or will it kind of have to be a case of pick one from two?
0: Probably somewhat good enough for the Scotland squad though, which I saw somebody suggest.
2: No, I know. I think, uh, I think, uh, I was very surprised when I looked him up to find out that Rory McKenzie's only 25, but um, he is not Scotland squad material, no.
1: Tom? Uh, Jim Goodwin, again, I mean, for any number of, any number of points this season, we could have said Jim Goodwin, haughty, but. I think a lot of
0: the ladies would um, agree that he's a haughty also. Silver Fox,
1: just thinning silver fox, but uh, yeah, an absolute haughty. Um, and a, a massive win for them this weekend. Uh, like any kind of fool who decides to bet on championship football um, at the moment will know all too well. Um, they could have been five points adrift, uh, um, but they beat Ross County. They kept a clean sheet for the first time in a number of weeks. Um, and there's, they're still hanging in there with, uh, a, you know, nobody gave them kind of a prayer at the start of the season and, people thought that you know after 10 games they're they're still hanging in there they don't seem to they don't they just don't seem to die um they they can go from a couple of games and 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 lose they never seem to lose heavily uh, as we said right throughout the season they they just seem to be able to hang in on uh, there in games and again they they looked really organized and um beat ross county who um yeah and in a week when um queen of the south and partick thistle both won weirdly Falkirk drew and dropped down into ninth yeah. position all the teams, all 4 teams at the bottom had a really really good week um, and we've now got this really strange situation where it's like the 5 teams at the top who yeah. are going for the the title and or, or playoffs and the 5 teams at the bottom they are all in danger of, of getting relegated and Aloha have kept touch with them and, I, um, and yeah I think been...
2: I'm ready to they play Falkirk this weekend so that's a, a massive um, I'm pretty sure yeah. they've got Queen's Falkirk
1: and
0: uh, Morton, maybe in their next three or four so matches or something like that. So um, yeah,
2: yeah, if we can just drag out a, probably a couple more wins out of those games, they have a decent chance of um, of hanging around. And definitely. Yeah, the worry is just that there's teams are uh, other teams at so the bottom are picking up points. Yeah. Except Morton. Um, yes, yeah,
0: so <laughs> Morton was going to be my naughty, but um, in the end, I decided to go for the Madeleine McCann documentary. I wanted to ask
1: first of all, <laughs> why is it eight hours long? Why the fuck is it eight, eight episodes long? It's also it's eight episodes. Um, I watched, I watched all of it, and as someone, me too, because I so, started it. So. Well, I, as someone who, like, I, I, I would not pretend to be any kind of like expert on the story. But I followed the story, and having watched eight hours of it, I've learned nothing. No
0: further forward. I was just, my memory was refreshed from all the tabloid stuff that was happening at the time. The, the documentary, it, it seemed to bring nothing new. It didn't... um it cost, it cost a lot of money. It as well. didn't move the story on, uh, or the investigation on, sorry, the story, the investigation on. Uh, and it just seemed like uh, they were trying to cash in on this kind of
2: this burst of true crime documentaries it, it was shit I, was- I haven't watched it um, and I probably won't I'm not a Netflix person I don't just don't bother I watch lots of shit on YouTube and that does me Um, but uh, I just know that the key words from Marilyn McCann's story they're like I don't know the age that I was when I was growing up like I remember about 14 or 15 when that happened I can't remember how long ago was it? Two thousand four Oh, yeah, that's was what. Yeah, Maybe right. later than that. I went to, I went to I maybe mean, well, I went to Portugal this summer after it happened quite nearby. Oh, that how coincidental! Post- oh, I know. No, I was there. It was after was some <laughs> alibis being checked, um, and uh, I just remember it all. But I remember all those keywords. I remember Arguido, Arguido. Um, exactly. Was, uh, that's what I mean. So
0: it was just uh, this documentary was full of
2: those things where yeah. it was just remi- it was reminding me of Remember that things. thing? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it, it seemed to have cost an awful lot of money to put together. Something that could have been done in ninety minutes, and you'd have been like, "Yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 great." But, I mean, even in the even in the build up, there was some controversy about, it, about whether or not it, it was gonna help or hinder any possible investigation and I've never seen a documentary that doesn't fall down on either side do, do or think, point
2: any fingers or do anything. Do you think it was potentially like they had stuff that they weren't allowed to include? No. Or do you think well, yeah it was a footage of these included just, no, actual, just no. literally everything no. they filmed. It, I mean it's just it's money.
1: incredibly high production values yeah, okay, as well. Okay. It looked great. Yeah, as much like a as I think a lot documentary of but now, right, right, oh, it's,
2: it's, job, like, it's yeah. all so yeah substance over oh, sorry style over substance. Uh, something else that costs a lot of money to put together,
0: and as pish as this Rangers team, and <laughs> they were defeated 2-1 by Celtic at the weekend. Now, um, I mean, I said that a bit flippantly, they were actually pretty good in this game, considering they went down to 10 men for a lot of it, um, sorry they were down to 10 men for a lot of it, um, it was another late winner. From Lennon's side And all three of these Old Firm games Have been decided by just a single goal So despite Rangers' modest points total Do these results Looking at them in isolation Does it give any indication
2: Of how much closer Rangers have got to Celtic? Uh, uh, They've got closer I think But it's more being Celtic Coming in the opposite direction to be honest Um, uh, Celtic team That Celtic performance yesterday Was a shadow of anything you saw in those games Under... um, under Rogers, even thinking back, okay, they, they lost it at Ibrook, which was a different game, but even thinking back to the first one at Celtic Park, it was a um it was a narrow scoreline, but Celtic were thoroughly dominant throughout that game and, and likewise, um other ones last season, you know, there's five nils and five ones and all these sort of massive thumping scorelines And Rangers were much more competitive with Celtic, but I think a lot of that was down to Celtic kind of, they they were very good for about 25 minutes and actually the the red card killed their game as much as it did Rangers. Rangers are very, very used to playing with 10 men. Well, I mean, if if your centre forward has been sent off five times this season, then... But for this game as well, it was very much like the game early
0: in the season at Petaudry when they went down 10 men. Um, Rather, a lot of clubs at that point will go lone striker two ranks of four. Um, Gerrard instead, when... And the head's cut off his team When Manelis is sent off He likes his two wide players to
2: play just a bit narrower And they keep the same setup. up otherwise And and they've held their own in both yeah, those yeah. games Well even thinking back to um, When they went away to UFA in mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Europa League And they went down nine men right, in that game And they were incredible It was such an excellent defensive performance And it was the same Ryan Kent um, Dragged them through that game Because he was the player that was taking the ball up the park And it was that to some extent again yesterday Um he was the one um mostly than Condes. Condes was alright at it, that it was picking up the ball and just taking the pressure off the rest of the team and it did help that um Celtic seemed to kind of also go down to ten men at half time when they put Sinclair on. Um for he I was very surprised I knew because I understand the logic of Hayes being on a book and, and he'd kinda of fun himself into a few tackles, he was clearly up for the game. But I thought Hayes was, was had a very good first half. Um he kind of kept Tavernier pinned back, and then Sinclair was anonymous, um, as he has been in a lot of big games. Um. I mean, one one of the reasons I think it was the most entertaining of the
1: recent uh, Old Firm slash Glasgow derbies um, was that were was two quite flawed teams, mm. and and Celtics did did start incredibly well, didn't really know what to do in the second half, and but credit to Gerrard, and I think it's been apparent over the course of the season that when he's been asked to kind of force the issue. He doesn't have a plan B, but they he, he does seem to have a plan, plan B, B when, the, when there's end. a bit of adversity <laughs> and they've had a, plenty of opportunity to, to kind of face this adversity. And, you know, they re, they they came out in the second half and they really uh, went to Celtic and scored and had other opportunities afterwards. And I mean, one of the reasons that it was an entertaining game for the neutral was it was kind of a bit of a ding-dong and both teams had a chance to win it and both teams felt, you know, the, there was n- there was never any point where the momentum was so far in one side after that initial 20 minutes when it was, like, guaranteed that someone was going to win. And, you know, Lennon made a couple of baffling mm. tactical decisions. I yeah. think the, the haze coming off was, was a strange one. Um, the, the fam substitution was a strange one. He's just back. I can maybe see that one a bit more. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was only 60 minutes Mm -hmm. in, um, wasn't enforced one. And then, you know, lose, lose tyranny to um, an injury. And then, um, uh, you know, uh, then you're forced into another substitution and and down to 10 men. And that, given that they'd engineered a red card and, and a a kind of lopsided match from that point, it, it, Celtic had to overcome more adversity to win it than than they needed to.
0: And they were poor in the second half, Celtic, um up until when they needed to
2: well, no, but you, they needed a goal. Even at like that it was a moment. It wasn't it wasn't it was an an something they created themselves. It was yeah. a very good transition because they pick up the ball in one, two or three passes and it's it's a goal. But and it's the
0: type of finish that Forrest has yeah.
2: really improved on recently. That
0: one touch to kill it and then putting it in the bottom corner. i scored him saw him score that goal quite a bit this
2: season. Yeah, and, and he's he's um it does it did baffle me that um okay with San Marino, but he was left out for Scotland in that game. Okay, he played poorly in the previous one, but that's the type of player that he, for me, Forrest and um Fraser, every time they're fit should be the winners for Scotland and there shouldn't really be much question about that. And um you you just saw what he can do just in a moment. That's that's what wins your game. A moment. It was what won Scotland the um Israel game with, yeah. with three moments yeah. um from Forrest <laughs> and um He's just, he's just the, definitely over the last two years, the most improved player in Scottish football. He's just, he's just um, when it matters, in fact, it's always been the case, when it matters, he steps up. He scores so many goals in cup finals and moments like that, and that's why he's there. And Edward, again, does what he did what he does which is he It was fairly anonymous for a lot of the game but he's just when he gets those little touches mm. of him obviously involved in, in that goal in and, and the one he scored himself took his goal very well, yeah, as well. it was
0: just, yeah. Uh, yeah. It just really it's actually three really good goals in this game the Rangers goal as well Um like we said ha- after half time they performed really well with 10 men Kent uh was a standout took his goal really well but not just the creating the space and the finish that goal starts with McGregor clipping it out to Tavernier on the on the wing, that they're under
2: pressure from Celtic pressing them and it was a really well taken goal. Yeah, and, and um I I just think yeah, they are doing better in these games, Rangers, because yeah, that Gerard is much better at being able to set it up it's not even set up his team defensively, but set up his team to be pretty organised. They've been organised in every game against Celtic. Um, in a way that Kishini's team certainly were not. Um, Murray was hit and miss because he was a bit of a joke figure manager, not really a proper manager.
0: So we'll move on from this game, I guess. Then we'll rewind all the way back to Friday night, the other live game of the weekend, and that was Livingston 1, Hibernian 2. Hibs temporarily moved above Hearts with the win. This was... I mean, it was a terrible match for about 70 minutes. There was a chance really early on through Malin, and then not much happened between then and uh, Slivka. Who It was a double sub. Uh, Mackie. Mackie yeah. and
2: Slivka. No, came um, it was, um, wasn't Mackie. It no, was Mackie's a, a
0: left back. Um, no, we'll right. get it in a sec. Anyway, yeah. came on and they, they changed the game in Hibbs' favour. Um, almost instantly, Slivka has a burst and run that kind of wins that corner. And then Hibs go ahead through... Uh, Paul Hanlon, yeah, and it was everything really
1: nice good Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I thought it was really interesting whether whether it was just after a line that um, Eckenbottom came out with afterwards. Murray
0: was, Fraser Murray, sorry.
1: <laughs> whether it was a whether it was a line that, that, that you know a manager comes out with afterwards and sort of retrospectively fits what happened and what he tried to do, but he said we wanted to make it more of a sort of scrappy running hmm. game where we're trying to play more directly, and we're trying to force it because. What we were doing before, we just you know, for the, the, the best part of seventy minutes, nothing was nothing was coming off, um, and that was what happened. Uh, it, like I say, I'm not sure entirely whether that was just he got lucky with the substitutions, but he has seemed to be quite good at the, the tactical substitutions in the in the last couple of matches, um, and it did uh, open uh, open Livingston up. They did manage to find runners more often, and they managed to play almost. A more direct game without playing more long balls, which, yeah, which is a, I, you know, a good trick if you can do it.
2: I, I think like hips have been. A, um, I'm, I'm definitely very interested to watch um, Kelly play them on Wednesday. I'm definitely very interested to see what they offer because they turned up at uh, rugby part of the last time in absolute shambles and um, got got torn to shreds. Um, but since then, or not since then, since Heckingbottom Bottom came in, they've been very good. I've watched them a couple of times on the TV and thought. Yeah, they've got a result, but they've really looked quite poor as a team. Um, against Rangers, they were they were battled for most of the game, but then got the goal the other night. They were they were, they weren't any worse than Livingston, but they normally any better for most of the game. And then it, um, they obviously got a couple of goals. It was it was a nice finish from Hanlon. Um, he's not he scored a lot last season. He's not as far as I can remember scored as many this time around. Um, and then maybe the his first this it season? could it could finish. well be. I think um, it might be And then Malin I think it's a fantastic goal, goal. It was They've, a weekend of really good goals actually yeah. And they take Four um, touches Yeah and the touches And every single one Was just Like a perfect touch It just There's just I think it's a rare quality In Scottish Or it has been for a long time A rare quality In Scottish football That you you get A, a midfield player And a, a forward player, Attacking player Who can just Touch the ball so well Where they're just Creating space for themselves But now we're, we're Kind of in an era Where we've got a few more of them We've got We've um, got We've got Malin, we've got Ryan Christie, um, David Turnbull. You've got these boys that you just watch them with the ball, and you're just like every little, t- every time they touch the ball is for a reason. It mm-hmm. does something. It's not just pointless. There's like, and and obviously Malin has his critics in terms of just constantly bashing shots from forty yards like into the stands. But he's got those little moments that make you think that going forward he will be a big player. Um, I somewhat erroneously tipped him to maybe be a player of the year candidate mm-hmm. in August, but he was not quite at that. But he's definitely a a nice player.
1: It's, I mean, it, it, it's also interesting that like Hibs have, you know, they've had a, a storming run and they're all but guaranteed the top six place now. Whether it's unfair to suggest that that's because the kind of shackles are off and they've, the there was obviously a lot of doom and gloom there for a bit and that's that's kind of passed and whether. AN new manager, AN other person yeah. coming in would have would have had some kind of similar effect and what's the heck and bottom of it uh, yeah. effect.
0: Yeah, I mean it's getting to a point where it's kind of sustained enough to, mm. to give him a lot of credit for it. but I, um, I understand what you're saying there. Also the results, Bar Rangers have all come against Clubs in the bottom six, I believe. And I've, they've got a bit more... more yes. Their next two matches are Clamartic and Hearts right, before yeah. the split. And then yeah, it's obviously yeah. the post-split uh, fixture, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on between now uh, and the end of the season. For Livingston, um, Gary Hall said something curious after the game. He said it is, he criticises players for not heading their opponent's heads enough.
1: Mm. That's... Yeah, Sounds like a, an tactic. instruction
2: you would only get At Livingston Yeah, <laughs> uh, <and then laughs> Learned that one in the army they, For the first 70 minutes they kind of played levy ball which was mm-hmm. they were They stopped Hibs from doing what Hibs Wanted to do and were, were fairly Effective at it even if they weren't doing anything themselves They had a couple of decent chances um, Sybil obviously had a really good chance um, Which he kind of shanked wide But yeah, yeah, they probably when had switched it up, they didn't respond to it, and they would not respond to it aggressively enough. And 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 I wonder if to some extent it's very hard when your season is more or less finished to keep going at the same intensity that they've been going at, because it's like they've always for the last two and a half years had something to go for. They mm-hmm. they had you know they wanted to win League One, they wanted to get promoted, they had the playoff they wanted to prove themselves in the top flight, and they've now proved themselves, and it's kind of like okay, what. Well, what are we here for now for the rest of this season? Obviously, Gallagher is uh, like seemingly off to Motherwell. Um, uh signed for Hearts today. That leaves a massive glaring hole for them. That's going to be their summer. It's going to be, how do we find two centre-halves that can come in and play the way they do? Um, they're not going to be able to on the budget they have, so they're going to have to take punts. They're going to be looking at the lower leagues and Europe, they've already, they already, they obviously bought in um, Henk van Sheik and Lyndon Dykes. You know, they, yeah, so well, he's not a centre half, but oh, sorry, I thought yeah. we were just talking about players. yes, I think he'd a good signing. But um, <laughs> the boy, van Schieks out, out, out on loan. <gasps> who knows if he's any the good? But that's league. that's the type of um, signings they're going to be making, and it will be very interesting to see what happens.
0: Another two clubs who are probably going to be rebuilding their squads come the summer, but they just don't know in which division yet are St Mirren and Dundee. St Mirren came out of Saturday's match with a 2-1 victory. It was it was a good game, this, um, and it bodes well, I think, for the bottom six fixtures. Um, that's two draws and two wins in the last six for St Mirren. And it seems like the progress has been slow, but um, they may
1: just be kind of coming to form at the, at the right time. Yeah, I and mean, it was it was good. That both teams went for it. I mean, a couple of the the matches this season are, between the two of them have been pretty cagey. Um, and you could imagine that this one might have been as well. I mean, we've been talking about this game for probably about 24 seconds, which was the amount of time that it took <laughs> from some, for some men to concede the opening goal from their own kickoff, yeah. which you you must have just thought like Kearney could be like, right, first 20 minutes, keep it tight, don't do anything stupid. People have not even sat down. This is the big one, you know. This is the season-defining moment. And uh, from your own kickoff, you can see it after twenty-four seconds. Um, but in saying that, the Saberhagen of a couple of months ago would not have come no, back from that. And they did. They dug in. They got an equaliser um, pretty quickly. Um, uh, Danny Mullen, who seems to only score against uh, against Dundee, has only scored against Dundee. This yeah, season.
0: three league goals a season. One other in the cup against uh, Spartans or something. But yeah, three league goals a season, all against Dundee. And I, mean, I, I believe the, the terrace um, curse striking
2: sorry. again.
0: Is that correct? Was it somebody on one of the last? Oh yeah, shows? That, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say. i
2: um, just a reminder that St. Merin drew with Spartans uh, at the start of the season. Just worth, <laughs> worth throwing in. Um, but the. Uh, I'm not going to be wrong on that But I think they did um, they, they definitely <laughs> drew a bunch of uh, Challenge Cup games Against nobody's um, I could be wrong But they they drew with Maybe it was Queen's Park They drew with But nonetheless um, To continue that story Yes I did um, I did say that Danny Mullen Had left Livingston I was talking about players I think you said uh, one, one of the few Livingston Who hadn't gone on uh... and, and, and um, Yeah he hadn't done very well Which he hasn't Because he's only scored Three goals this season um, All against the worst team In the league But um, if his team aren't the worst um, But yeah, you can tell he's a good player. He's a very, I think he as a very good championship player. And, and when he's playing against championship opposition, he scores goals, which is what happens on Saturday. <laughs> um, and I, my highlight of the game was Brad Lyon's celebration, um, do, <laughs> doing a kind of specky gesture, which I thought was very good because he he obviously um, knew what he was doing when he um, got. I assume when he got his photo taken. With his specs He knows on, it's coming Yeah, yeah he knows that's reason, it I mean yeah, yeah you're, uh, Anything that makes you different um, Folk are going to And so the fact that Obviously the fans Were making making fun of him a bit And he was able to Kind of take it um, Lightly I thought Was really good in it. And it looked like He had a very good game As well um, As a player who Has been in and, uh, You can't tell If he's good or not I like all of those Marin players That they brought in recently um, Because they've kind of Been thrown into A big pile of shit Like how do you how <laughs> I'm do still you, trying to work out no, oh, no, wait. That's for the Patreon. I'll save that for the yeah. Patreon. <laughs> um, yeah, please pay your money or else you are not getting Craig Cairns' great hot content. Red-hot Submarine content. Cliffhanger.
1: cliffhanger. Um, yeah, I mean, like you touched on, I think the Submarine of a few months back would have folded. It did actually look like, certainly from the highlights, Dundee still made plenty of chances. Uh, and until... Until Sunderland scored again, then it looked like it, you know that kind of killed the game off. Um, two, I mean, two, two bad teams, but credit to St. Merlin for for being a bit more gutsy about it and looking like they had a bit more about them. Um, especially, they, they looked like they were getting wide. They looked, like, they looked like their January business seems to have paid off. They had a good few chances, um, other than. Uh, Simeon Jackson was scored and was, it was offside, so you know they 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 deserved their win and they've given themselves a chance. When yeah. it looked
2: like they it's, it's over a effort. third of their points have come against Dundee, they've got twenty points and they've got seven of them if against. That's Dundee, your main you relegation well, rival, right. yeah, exactly. The
1: other the other staggering Saint Mirren stat I um, heard the other day so Saint Mirren have won fifty seven matches in the last five years, thirty of those were under Jack Ross. There you go. Damn it. Right. Yeah, so Dundee, though, not even the return of Admiral Nelson
0: could uh, save them, despite them even going up within 24 seconds. As yeah, they created mentioned. a very good chance at 1-0 I was uh, about to say for, him, himself. for himself. For himself. Yeah. He was still their best attacking threat, and he had their best chance in the second half, which was a routine save from Pladke in the end,
1: but yeah, that kind of looping shot that he had. But I think the main He feature- loved the punch. During that entire game, there was a couple of like standard-looking saves that you went with two fifths. I'm a big fan. Very of European, very, very European, very European. Pallyuca. But the um,
0: but the the main worry for Dundee here, and I know it's not new to say this, but their defending was just horrific. The um, second goal, especially, um, they just I think it's Robson who's opened the scoring. He just lets Lions run off him into the box. Any, um, I think he just he's, he's just given responsibility to the defenders, but the two centre halves are already already marking a player each. There's no pressure on the cross, and then there's two free headers in the in the box, and it's a goal. And it's just, and you're fighting to stay in the division. That kind of stuff's
2: criminal. I just would like to add. Um, I've done some fact checking. Sibirin <laughs> did indeed draw with Spartans and with Queens Park. So, what a team. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all
0: getting really happy they were all getting really excited when the uh, Drew and Kilmarnock That was
2: a, there's a um, St Mirren post on Pai and Bovril which is something along the lines of um, calling Kelly maybe a busted flush or the, no the bubble the bubble had burst at Kelly and how St Mirren had nothing to fear and I believe Kelly have got almost three times as many points
0: Yeah, and um, it seems that Kilmarnock didn't get the memo about every game finishing 2-1 this weekend And they went out and humped Hamilton by five goals to nil Killier now up to third after Aberdeen's defeat, which we'll come to And they did so again missing another couple of key players, um, which seems to have plagued them uh, most of this year So if these injuries hadn't happened,
2: Craig? And Greg Stewart was maybe still hanging about. Would uh, would be would Kelly be putting in a title challenge? Uh, um, if Greg Stewart was still there, I'm pretty sure we would be second um, right now. Um, that's not to say that there'd be a title challenge. I think Celtic will take one every single game. Not even one of those mid-season title challenge
0: challenges that the media oh, like yeah, to wait. We, we might have, we have been like eight
2: points away or something. It's <laughs> still been, but um, yeah. I mean, what we're seeing now is that the, the flow kind of coming back to the team. We just had, a I mean. Okay, yes, um, the, the players who left and were injured and so on caused a problem. But also, like the run of games that we had after Christmas was, was ridiculous. I think it was, we played Rangers four times, um, twice in the Cup and twice in the league. Um, we played Celtic, we played Aberdeen, we played Hearts, all in that kind of space of time. And so, yeah, there was a couple of dodgy results in there. We, um, kind of, we, we lost to Livingston, which wasn't to be expected, and we lost to Hearts at home. Shouldn't have happened, um, Drop points up at Dundee Things like that happened Which maybe with a Stuart in the team wouldn't have But ultimately like the players that have been performing well all season Are Alan Power, Stuart Finlay, um, Stephen McDonald to some extent Greg Taylor, Daniel Backman, Have all continued to play well And it's, it's hard to say I think we'd be better off on the table But I think you're already seeing players performing way beyond themselves So I think it's kind of very hard to know
0: And this was a game of... Uh... Tremendous assists And we had The one for Taylor's goal At the start The Malumbu pass And um, Taylor just seems Like this kind of guy Who like a Gary Naismith type Who isn't going to score much But when he does They're just going to be beauties <laughs> um, And then There was The wonderful Assist by
2: Chris Boyd For McElhinney's mm. goal For the second Yeah But Boyd Has a very very funny Performance from Boyd Obviously uh, Stephen Thompson Was making light of it On, on sports scene Um I was very surprised to see him starting I kind of thought he um, probably wouldn't get many more shots in the team But he um, kind of played I think he was missed again or A player like him was missed in both the previous games against Hamilton Or certainly the one at New Douglas Park He came on with about 20 minutes to go and ruffled their feathers So it, it made sense in some ways to start him And he occupied the defenders very well But every time it got near him it was it was just a nightmare Like He, he seemed to be lacking confidence Which even though he's not scored a lot You don't expect from Chris Boyd where he was getting into positions where he would normally expect him to shoot and he was finding a pass, which is not what games expect from him. Um, well, he did
0: for He they had a very unselfish turn during this game, didn't they? who was, yeah. he who's he set up and it and was a little bit
2: made a mess of one. He nodded one down for McKenzie, which was maybe as well. Um, so, yeah. And he ultimately had a, a passable game. But the, uh, the funny thing of the were bit of a little bit of a of the forwards really... Doing that much, and Macalini had a fairly quiet game as well. But was he playing to the left? Was he yeah, like? He was kind of playing yeah, a bit off. Um, it was kind of very fluid because Hamilton. I've no- I don't think in many many years I've seen a team as bad as Hamilton.
1: It was funny though because there there are games when there are games when like the movement that of like the the winner is like decimates another team, and there's a, there's other games when. They're so bad. They look like they only have eight players on the pitch, That's and this I is one like, of those yeah. ones which was both. It was like uh, everything. Everything Gilly seemed to do. You know, their their fullbacks were getting space. They were getting space through the middle. They were getting balls into the box. They were getting space on the edge of the box. There was like a pretty simple ball from yeah. deep that was cutting out three defenders yeah. and finding some like the um, I think it was, was it Malimbu's goal where it was like. Three players were taken out with a really simple pass. Yeah, they just
2: and, they just got done by McKenzie. They thought Mackenzie's going to shoot, and they didn't even think about the possibility of a pass.
1: And it, it's, it, I mean, it's this Hamilton phenomenon again that they just don't get bogged down, and they can bounce back from you know a three 0 defeat to mother or five 0 defeat to. Uh, to kill it and then they'll beat Hearts and beat Aberdeen and, and and doesn't seem to phase them at all. Hearts but clearly when don't have that. the movement to trouble them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but,
2: but, so they played them. Um, they played three at the back. So they played kind of a sort of 2 ish thing. Um, they've got three centre backs and two wing backs, and yet Greg Taylor constantly had acres of space down the left, and it was almost like when was well, Stephen O'Donnell was the Scotland squad, Scotland potentially even Scotland first choice right back just now will double up on him and they never worried about the other side of the park at all, which is where all the damage came from. And it, it just it was just puzzling, like, where where were their players? Because if you've got five three centre half and three central midfielders there, but everyone's getting space. It's like you said, Tom, them, um, about having fewer players, there was counter-attacks where Hamilton kind of had half an attack where they didn't even do anything. One of the killer defenders or Gary Dicker would win the ball and they would play one pass forward and it was like a four on three for Kelly but Hamilton hadn't put numbers in attack either and it's like where, where were they? Where were their players? Because there was a game where you were worried they 1-0 at half time only because Kelly you, you thought surely Hamilton can't be as bad in the second half but they were as bad in the second half and I kind of you know like uh, yeah, of course, I enjoyed them um, a five 0 win, and it's the biggest biggest home win in the league since we got promoted. The biggest home win in the league in the top flight since um, air in, in the seventies six one. I guess just can't let it go without
0: having air. Well, up, <laughs> <you>? yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's just, a fact, so just a fact,
2: Craig. Um, <laughs> and you, you know, obviously you came away very excited, but I wasn't even that excited because not it's not was the was so no. shit. It was like we didn't have to work for that win. We played very well, but. You don't, you know, when we beat Hibs, um, even though they were inept, and you came out and you're like, "Oh, that's, that's an amazing result!" Or um, various other nights where you're kind of properly buzzing about it. It was kind of like, yeah, yeah it was kind of like if you would beat um, some League Two team in, in the cup. Like, I
1: think I think there was a lot to be said for it's kind of what you're what you're saying. But there was a lot to be said for and goal, the last goal, at the end point. Like, it's a screamer from the edge of the box that beats the keeper at the near post, and he's obviously delighted and turns away to celebrate, and everyone else is like. Cool, no. cool. Here's the fifth one, right?
2: Yeah, no. job done. It was a bit like that, and it was just yeah, a, a a nonsense game, to be honest. Gary, sure Gary was, was the the just same. a quick moment on him for Joe because he was shite. <laughs> I'm sure it was uh,
0: just before we move on. I'm sure it was the same with uh, Burke. I don't think the cele- I don't think Burke celebrates his goal. Burke didn't mean
2: it. That's why. Is that what it is? Right. I was oh, the one that takes uh, a deflection. Is, I, I think, think Burke was trying to cross it. I'm very surprised he's actually right. been awarded the goal. But yeah, it was. Um, it was interesting because he came on. He's had a very good season, and he came on, and um, obviously had a wee point to prove, and it, and it kind of came at the right time. But
0: well, a player who certainly did celebrate was Uche Piazu after his winner at Tynecastle against Aberdeen. Yeah, a game which saw that English League Two forward absolutely ragged all the seven point five million
1: rated Scott McKenna. Yep, <laughs> um, he totally chose the game, like uh, in the in the I middle mean, of the first half. Aberdeen were excellent. Graham Shinney ran the midfield. Um, they created a, a handful of chances. Ish the one, you know, they they got their goal. They looked relatively comfortable in, in the first half. Um, Apsu was harshly booked for diving. <laughs> yes, missed an absolute penalty. sitter. Um, missed no, missed an open goal yeah. and scored the winner. It had it had a, a, an incredibly effective game and just. Neither um, McKenna or Constantine knew what to do with it. Yeah, game. there
0: was so many times when uh, the, the ball, and he's he's done this all season, but uh, right from when he kind of first announced himself on the scene against Inverness, um, he'll attract a couple of players over towards him and then he'll still somehow spin them and emerge with the ball it's it's fantastic to watch I mean I reckon obviously I'm biased as fuck
2: being a Hearts fan but I reckon uh, <laughs> if I was a neutral he'd be one of my favourite players in the league he's just, he's just brilliant to it watch was, when he's on his game it was, I mean the first time you saw him was uh, or the first time most people saw him I guess was the League Cup game um, the Livy one but, yeah. uh, uh, so did I say Livy? I meant a Br- 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 when Br- I said it earlier and you're like sorry. whoa whoa because you, you kind of hear the reputation of this guy coming up and you're like he's just going to be a big lump yeah. um, and and then you watch him And they're like No this guy is very good And then he came to Rugby Park And um, Bro- I think it was Broadfoot and Finlay Played center half for us That day we're, were pretty good Against him But he still scored The winning goal And you're just watching Him just ragdolling People just Left right and center um, Ability mm, There's maybe not Lots of it No, there, no. But he's, And he's not um, a Prolific goal scorer um, He's going
0: to need A goal scorer Or goal scorers around, Alongside him But
2: um, Yeah I mean Those For a Craig Levine team The like attributes this. that he does I, have I Are do invaluable Ideal I was I was very pleased to, to see um, I completely forgotten he's existed Craig Whiten. Um <laughs> yeah. and and, and he, um, his contribution is exactly what you'd expect which is to spawn a golden opportunity <laughs> but uh, I, I had actually forgotten I watched the highlights and like, oh oh Craig Whiten yeah I don't remember him um, but but yeah Hearts I think it was a big performance and a big game for them although Hearts have been doing not terribly of late they've obviously kind of stumbled a wee bit um, They only just got past um, Partick Thistle in the Cup they've had little moments here and there uh, obviously lost to Hamilton shit-fested it to uh, win against Dundee one yeah. Um and so they, um, with a big Cup semi-final coming up it was important for them to get um, to get a win and a big win and just a tough run of fixtures yeah, in general kind of because... Hibs next weekend and Rangers I mean they're, they're, I, I suspect most Hearts fans have written off Rangers as you have Craig but Park. Rangers Hibs in the top 6 I mean yeah. like I say they're, they're, uh, they've, got, they've got 8 apart from Inverness in the Cup they've got 7 Big games coming up. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're, it, the the Aberdeen so Hearts. That's not
2: to say that the Scottish Cup semi-final is not a big <laughs> game. Um, it's to say that the opposition are not. Um, of course not. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, the Aberdeen Hearts games have been intriguing because they've never like properly boiled over into like full-on violence, but they've been really niggly. I mean, twenty-four bookings, one red card, and four so, four penalties, and there three was matches. quite a lot of penalty shouts uh,
0: yeah. in the last game at Tynecastle as yeah. well that weren't given. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and there's been a couple given that probably weren't, and at least two or three over the this season that, that probably should have been. Um, so they're they're kind of niggly, combative games, and um, yeah, it it, it well I, I haven't seen a, a a more like I mean Aberdeen a little bit. Obviously, I'm biased here. uh, uh more I've had a kind of Jekyll and High season and they ha- They have rarely turned up for ninety minutes, but. In the first half, I thought Shinny and Ferguson were excellent. They did everything that they wanted to do. And Conor McLennan has been the best player of 2019 for Aberdeen. And um, just looked like they were comfortable. They had hearts where they wanted them. Um, and were, were completely dominant in midfield when it looked like what Levine was trying to do was to set up to control midfield and, and play with, with the wing-backs. In the second half, he... I mean, a little bit like I said with with what um, Hibs did, they were a little bit more direct. Uh, Hearts were, played a little bit more. Uh, they played higher up the park and got and it was pretty much unplayable and completely by uh, and they managed to completely by, bypass Graham Shinnie, who I, I thought had a very good game in the first half. Um, but yeah, it's nicely opened up the entire. League from second to sixth. Yeah, Hibs's form has
0: taken them in with a shout. Yeah, so you 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 wouldn't be surprised if any of those four teams, whatever combination, it will finish uh, from third to sixth. You wouldn't be you would be surprised. I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I, 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 again, I'd just if there's anything that will. Um, encompass the frustrations of uh, Aberdeen supporters such as myself at the moment. It was with three minutes to go needing a goal to take on uh, Devlin for McLennan when uh, Campbell and May are sitting on the bench. It was
0: bizarre it's yeah. not something that McInnes has done I mean you, you, you no. do have managers <laughs> who have done that in yeah. the past it's been a common thing you don't really see it as much anymore uh, Levine used to do it a lot I mean Levine used, used to start to him on the yeah. half up front sometimes I remember Shabba Laszlo used to do it for Hearts, but that was more because he didn't have any forwards or he had Christian nadi and um, but I don't think I've seen McInnes just throw the kitchen sink. It, at it, it like seems that to before. be um,
2: Hearts seem to bring it out of. Folks. I'm sure um, Kelly put Kurt Broadfoot centre. Gaslighting um... is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I, think, <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think it's the type of team that Hearts are. Like the the way that the, the way that teams think that they, they th- you think you can get something against them is to kind of match them physically. Okay. So you put a big centre half, and ter- if you don't have a big striker, which which Abilene, apart from Corscore don't really have mm. another one, put someone up there, and um, you know. Just mess them about, just someone to cause a bit of chaos um, in there, and that it's kind of like the idea of when you put a goalkeeper. Um, you know, when you, your goalkeeper comes up from a corner, runner, it's not because yeah. you think the goalkeeper's going to score it? Just or when he, you're Stuart Pearson, you just stick yeah, him yeah, him up <laughs> on as a one literally as a striker. It's just because yeah, he's just going to um, cause havoc, and that's that's what bringing us in And it's, it, it does it it can work occasionally when when it's a um, uh, um, team with. A fifty thousand seat stadium doing it in a Scottish Cup quarter final against Albion Rovers, that might be slightly <laughs> different. But I think it, I think it can be a useful tactic at times. Yeah, I mean if you're playing percentage football, by that point you're just you know what I
0: mean. You're just kind of knocking it up and hoping you get a scrap. Sticking a centre half up there increases that
2: percent. I, mean, yeah. I mean the, the small chances that you have It increases it slightly. So I, I would like to um, just uh, you mentioned the, the uh, terrace cost. There's also a, a view from the terrace cost being put on uh, Andrew Considine the secret sauce from his performance on Saturday was their uh, diarrhoea. Um, it was fucking terrible. Both goals, constantly. he might have had a good game. I don't know, but both no, goals he sold the jerseys. No. McKenna obviously took the most of the flak for the second goal quite rightly, because it, it, it was a terrible misjudgment Not he to could, try and pick his it. Yeah. His, he
0: could take a touch with
2: that with yeah. his thigh or something just and then just foot foot lump it, it or, it or something. Matter, but um, but Considine's mistake was what got them into that position in the first place. So, um, yeah, it wasn't a um, it wasn't a good it Was part. even a good and pass. it's a good it's a good
1: scientific experiment as well because he's actually been very good yeah. <laughs> until this weekend. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, one game to finish up on, and that was Motherwell three, St Johnston 0 St Johnston missing yet another penalty. That's um, two from seven, I believe they've scored this season, and that includes missing two in the
2: one match. Uh, and this one was Liam Craig, who used to be a very uh, dependable. Liam Craig sk- scored the hat trick for Hibs, which I think included maybe a couple of penalties. Right. Um... twenty-one
1: penalties in his career.
0: I, I've just remembered the one that he missed at Pincastle, actually, but no, um, no, but um, for Hibs. But I, I do remember him. Certainly, as a St. Johnston player, being quite a dependable uh, penalty yeah, taker,
1: I mean, a, a regular penalty taker at a number of clubs. Um, but it's obvious. I mean, he's missed two this season. But Matty Kennedy's missed, Tony Watts missed, Danny Swanson's missed. I mean, to some extent, it's overstated because in only in a couple of those games were they like really pivotal penalties that could have changed the course of the the, the season. On on one hand. On the other hand, you've missed five
2: of your seven penalties this season. And that's the point and that's criminal. <laughs> that's the point you just get one of your centre halves to run up. Big Xander yeah. Clark would put his foot through the ball, like Kevin Pressman style top bin. Um but you just need you just do need a, um someone at that stage when you're just constantly missing them. Anyone to just put their hand up and go, I'm just gonna wall please. And Uh, you could
1: almost feel that you could see watching the highlights again. Like I'm not a big fan of run-ups that start outside the box. I don't don't know why that always makes me nervous about it. But you could see Liam Craig looked like you could see where he was trying to put it um, in the run-up, and it was. I I, he got a lot of criticism for it being a bad penalty. I don't think it was a particularly terrible penalty. I think it was a pretty good save. But he did know exactly where he was going to put it.
0: Yeah. Goals, a goalkeeper taking a penalty, an example closer at home, was it Arthur Boric? Did he not one of the best against Dundee United? One of, of the battle. best
2: penalties. Um, yes, it was an all that shootout. Yeah. yeah, that was the one that went all the way around, and Will Flood missed his second penalty. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think um, I've ever seen that before or since. I've seen it. It happened in the, um, I remember, and I'm sure I've mentioned this in the podcast before because. Uh, Apparently I just tell the same stories over and over again I missed, uh, it was an African Nations Cup semi-final um, It was recently we talked about um, I think um, And it was I want to say It was definitely Ivory Coast were involved Because um, I'm sure like Drogba um, ended up either scoring or missing his second penalty, which is what decided the game. maybe against Cameroon, and yeah, the same thing happened, and it just seemed to be one of these penalty shootouts, you're like, this is never going to finish.
1: Is that one about five? Six, no, Zaire? No, that's not even it. Zambia. Zambia.
2: There might have been, but there's there, the Zambia
1: won when there the, been the plane crash. It,
2: it could have been, there's, there's been a lot of, uh, I think yeah, the like African like Nations 13, Cup 13, is a headline of scored. it seems to be a place where you get good penalty shootouts, but yeah, but we, but in a serious point, at that point, it doesn't matter how because you've you've given the list of all the guys that have missed them. It doesn't matter how good you are as a player at that point. It's about bottle and just pick the guy that that wants to piece foot through it. And if you, if you if you miss a penalty by smashing it into the goalkeeper or or hitting the post or something at full force, fair enough. But these kind of a lot of the, those ones that they've missed have been kind of slightly powder puff efforts. And if you're
1: if you are missing you know, if you've missed five of your seven penalties and you get an eighth penalty of the season, it's a thing. Like, whoever's (laughs) taking that penalty, it's it's... a thing. You know, now this one counts. You know, this is like Stuart Pearce in Euro 96. You need to score this, even if you're 4-0 up. You need to score this to make a point that you're not psychologically weak because it's, you would, like, you'd hate to be in the St. John's dressing room anyway when they don't win. and at the moment they're not winning and they're playing yeah, badly. Was, but, you know, you. there are a number of players now that have missed missed penalties and you can't imagine Tommy Wright throwing
0: Yeah, Wright was furious with the performance for the last 20 minutes of this game. Uh, Motherwell started with the same team, unsurprisingly, given their recent form, but it wasn't until they brought on Cadden and Freer uh, later on in the match. I think it was just after the hour that they kind of swung the game in their favour. Freer getting the, the opening goal... Uh, was it got the Goggleman goal? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was uh, with uh, Charlie Dunn
2: playing the best pass he's yeah. ever played in his career. It would like... have been better for him if it would also been Brexit Day, but it wasn't. So was, he uh, was, was only half happy, Elliot yeah um, but yeah, you know, it was done. Who kind of marauded through and, um, and kind of set it up. It was up. a bad
0: first touch. I think he was lucky there was no midfield in front of him because it, he took a really heavy first
2: touch. But fair play to him, he picked a good pass after that. And um, it was a well worked goal. I think Freer is one that um, we've all kind of talked about at times. He definitely has ability, and he's been a bit unlucky that. Um, they obviously for a long time they weren't playing with wingers was and he wasn't a wingback, and he was either a wingback or it was an impact sub. And one of his worst attributes is that he's he's not the bravest player, yeah. he's not the strongest and not the bravest. Um and then as soon as they switch to wingers, unfortunately, um, Hasty and Aribie have been playing pretty yeah. well, so he's not had many mm-hmm. chances, but I feel like when he has come on and had chances, he's actually taken them, and so it'll be interesting. I assume there will be one that would be out the door, but now whether they might mm-hmm. be in, given that Hasty's likely to be away, and you know, Aribie's only on loan, um, whether they will think about keeping him on. And
0: Caden uh, looks like he might be away by the end of the season, but through his choice rather than uh, Motherwell's, and he... Similarly, although he's kind of coming back from injury, he must have been um, desperate to get back into this Motherwell team, mm-hmm. which has changed so much since
2: he uh, used to play for them. Yeah, it's a team that suits him much better. Like, he's he, he been shunted out, as, as you said, three years shunted to wing back. He was, like, playing right back and playing mid, wide midfield. And I think Caden's best position is, like, in the middle of the park, just doing a lot of running. Obviously, Campbell does something quite similar, but I think they're a slightly different type of players Like Campbell's a bit more aggressive and, and maybe a bit less cultured and caden has got a wee bit more ability and probably a, a harder um, runner but they're both really nice players in that middle of the park but as you say, they're probably not going to get the best out of him in this system because he'll, he'll be um, likely away somewhere in the summer. Um, but I, again, I think Turnbull just—he uh, just a golden player for me. You just watch him; he's just so good. Yeah, and uh, Hasty's maybe he's kind of stolen a few of the headlines because he's kind of maybe more direct and powerful. And stuff, but... Yeah, but Turnbull
0: was dragging this motherwell team through fixtures before Hasty was yeah, in the starting lineup. Turnbull was the one that came out of this team busted. before the others. Yeah, and he's
2: he's um just a, every touch, every little bit. It's just he's a sort of player like, I don't know um you can you can imagine seeing like a 25 minute YouTube compilation of all his touches in a match with some like Kind of mediocre classical music played over the top, like you know, like you get from like Yugoslavian players from the 1980s. For the, I, I, I'm sure everyone's seen them on YouTube. But yeah, you, you like Siniša Mihailović's touches, and he's like just strolling about the park. Or Vladimir Yugovic for Sampdoria, and it's Genoa. <laughs> um, you can imagine David Turnbull compilations like that, and I, for one, will be watching.
0: Uh, just before we finish, unless somebody else has got something to add after this, I just wanted to say, Sean Goss. He's now played seven times for St Johnston. They've lost six of them and drawn one. Um, they've won one game since he arrived, and he didn't play in it. Is this Lick St Johnston? Should, should we be blaming Sean Goss, or is, it, is he is he in a team that he doesn't he's, he isn't suited to? Or am I being really harsh on
2: the guy? Well, it's hard to tell because, as you say, they've only actually won one game when he's not <laughs> been in the team as well. It's not entirely. It's been
0: two games he hasn't played
2: since he came to the yeah. club, and they've won one and lost one. Yeah, it's. I I don't think he's particularly um, suited to St Johnston. I, I don't think he's suited to many teams in Scottish football because he's 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 not. A, he's a very he's a luxury player who isn't good enough to be a luxury a player. Yeah, yeah, or... but that's what I mean. And he's not. He's not quite. He's good, he's nice. he's nice on the ball, got a good left foot Passes the ball well But he's not quite, he doesn't quite do enough To, I'm, I'm being careful Because he's playing, Justin Johnson are playing Kelly next Saturday and I don't <laughs> want him to turn up And rip us to shreds but he. he um, he's a player who's got ability But not maybe enough ability To cover for the lack of um, General all round Effort or um, not even effort But aggression
1: Yeah I mean I don't want to sound like proper old football Man but it. um i they they need a bit of bite they need a bit of nasty i mean they've the lowest foul count in the league they've got the, the lowest number of bookings and obviously those are good things but it's also indicative of a team that sometimes needs to roll up their sleeves and just and have a bit more about them in the centre of the park and they've got a lot of good ball playing footballers this season more than arguably ever But there's not an awful lot of grit in there and I think he's kind of emblematic of that um, in that I'm sure he'll score amazing goals on the training ground um, but hasn't quite managed to fit in.
0: Right, we'll just
1: leave it there then guys.
0: Um if you listeners want to get in touch, you can get us at all the usual channels. Be sure to watch the um, TV show that's adapted from this podcast again on um, Friday at 11. And we're going to go and record the Patreon content at the moment. And if you haven't already, you should sign up for that. There's been lots of great stuff going up. There's been Scottish Football Life's, um where we've gone along and spoken to fans at uh, Dundee United, Montrose, Hibbs, Hamilton uh, f- on match days. There's a Darren McGregor interview First two parts have been up, the third part's
2: due to go up soon. There's podcast. a very funny um, ranking of all of Dundee United's transfer business um, <laughs> under the kind of uh, McNamara and uh, then latterly, um I think Mixu was included in that. Um, very funny with, with Alistair Heller, um who is um, kind of exasperated throughout, yeah. um, <laughs> as you would be with some of the shite that they've signed. And with uh, Fowler and Gary Cocker's choices, how, yes. where they've ranked
0: certain players. So yeah, there's that, and there's much more going on. There's like Dundee United specific podcast, Rangers specific podcast, top twelve goalkeepers in the lower leagues, all those kind of stuff. So um, yeah, go and check, check that out if you aren't already. And all that's left for us to do is to say bye. All right.
2: Bye.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.